Here's Harvey Rose Cates, four years old, my precious goddess daughter. She's practicing for her holiday concert on Wednesday, December 21st at Benham, where she's in pre-K-4, and I'll be there for the recital. Here's my sneak peek. She sent me a audio text, and she was the face of an alien. Of course she was singing this for me. Um, oh, Oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches? Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, how lovely are your branches? Oh, la, 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 ba, 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 ba. Welcome to Viral Mindfulness, the podcast. I'm your host, Alexander Blue Feather. There's all kinds of juice over at my new website, so make sure you give it a scroll. Viralmindfulness.com Oh, Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum, how lovely are thy branches. Your boughs so green in summertime, stay bravely green in wintertime. Huh. I mean, when do you sing those words, right? Your boughs so green in summertime, stay bravely green. Okay, fine, y'all. Did you hear that? Right from the carol's mouth. Stay bravely green in wintertime. It's a great mantra. I'm going to stay bravely green in wintertime. Thanks, Harvey Rose, for giving us the carol of the episode. So I wanted to talk a little bit about cravings. Uh, it's It was such a good conversation last week that I had with a couple of my queer recovery Dharma friends. And I figured some of you might be working with cravings. Some of you might be in a model of addiction and recover, recovery. And some of you might just be feeling a lot of feelings because that's what happens at this time of the year and this time of the year in the year three of covid world and as we have this winter and holidays and we're approaching the longest night of the year and the least amount of daytime weather changes emotional weather there's been a lot of changes in everything so you might be experiencing cravings that have been quiet that have resurfaced or maybe for the first time regardless here is some mindful ideas about cravings. I have the Recovery Dharma text or book, and it's open right in front of me here, and I'm going to read you a couple paragraphs. At my website, viralmindfulness.com, you can follow the menu navigation that says Connect With Me, then go to Sobriety Support, Scroll down to the part about Recovery Dharma and you'll see a clickable link there to download the book for free if you're interested in having the entire Recovery Dharma text or book. So this is from a chapter called The Second Noble Truth, The Cause of Suffering. So I'm going to read to you, I'm going to talk, I'm going to read, I'm going to talk, and then I'm going to tell you how this applies to me. And hopefully this gives you some ideas about cravings. So from the reading, 
Our refusal to accept the way things are leads to wanting or craving, which is the cause of suffering. So wanting or craving is being defined as the cause of suffering. And often we want and crave because we are having a hard time accepting the way things are. So right now on planet Earth, there's a lot of things that are hard to accept. Not to mention we're in, I'm recording this in real time on December 14th at around noon Pacific time. So there's so much to happen. And if you're one of those humans right now who's in an upswing and things are aligned and you're feeling relief, that's wonderful. And for those of you that might be inundated with a lot of things and you might be feeling, I am having a hard time accepting this, you might be noticing some wantings or cravings. So let me continue reading. We don't suffer because of the way things are, but because we want or think we need those things to be different. I can so relate to this. For example, aging. You know, anytime some new items approach with aging, it's hard for me to accept because I want to stay young, forever young. I want to be forever young. So when it comes to death and dying and transitions and losing friends and family and being in this event with my parents, they're still alive. And there's this process where I'm noticing how I am growing and building a life and a participating in a family. And they they are both in relationships with their their um, partners and they're going through the symptoms of aging. My dad has had dementia for seven plus years and my stepmom is so wonderful in caretaking him. My mother will be approaching 80 next year. She turns 50 or I turn 50 next year. She turns 80 in 2023. And, you know, things in her body are exasperating with regards to arthritis, with regards to joints, and it's a challenge. So here in this craving model and reading, we're talking about us suffering because we think we need things to be different. So then, of course, to me, it thinks, well, then how am I going to surrender and get creative about accepting the shape-shifting realities that are not exactly as I imagined or hoped or even want sometimes. The different shapes. I'm going to continue reading. It says, we suffer because we cling, cling to the idea that we can satisfy our own cravings while ignoring the conditions of the world around us. Above all, we cling to the idea that we can hold on to impermanent and unreliable things, things that can't ever lead to real satisfaction or lasting happiness without experiencing the suffering of one day losing them. Clinging to impermanent solutions for suffering results in craving. We experience craving like a thirst, an unsatisfied longing, and it can become a driving force in our lives. So 
I've been a little uncomfortable the last several weeks. I'm in another round of grieving with my friend Vanessa who passed in April. My my aunt on my mother's side of the family passed this summer. My uncle in the late winter of this year and last year, my dear friend Charles. Also several friends and my closest friend lost several people too and it was very is an honor to support him and there was a lot of that happening. So here I am experiencing that and I'm also leaning into another wintering. I wintered last year and I'm going to be wintering this year because I'm really in tune right now with the season and as we're approaching the solstice on the 21st, I am seeing how the light of day is disappearing and the darkness is creeping in until we hit the solstice. So I'm surrendering, but I've noticed in the last couple of weeks, I'm on my technology and my phone a lot. I'll talk about that a little more. And I've been obsessing about buying all these things. I should buy this for this person and I should buy this and I should buy that and I should buy more. And oh, if I buy myself another cashmere sweater, I'm going to feel great. And yes, I did buy myself some cashmere because I buy myself cashmere every year. It's part of my holiday tradition, but I bought four sweaters. <laughs> I don't need four sweaters and I have all four of them still. I have the return slip and I'm trying to encourage myself to send two of them back and keep two or gift one or two of the others. So if you run into me along the road, ask for a cashmere sweater. <laughs> They're gorgeous. Okay, but I am in that loop with Thanksgiving till now, the sales, the, and I caught myself feeling so distracted and so unsettled a couple weeks ago. And I said, you have got to take some responsibility here. And part of it was connected to reading this. Okay, so when the clinging or the cravings become more, so it says here, back to the reading, if craving goes beyond simple desire, which is a natural part of life, it often leads us to fixation, obsession, and the delusional belief that we can't be happy without getting what we crave. So on back to the shopping and buying, that's, you know, a little less uh, intrusive moment to moment for me. Um, so one that really hits me right close to home to my fingertips is with let's say my phone and technology like okay here's here's the loop so i check my phone check my email okay are there any new emails from work gotta handle my work emails okay are there any new emails from my deliveries with <laughs> my cashmere sweaters um any more emails with oh did anyone purchase any watercolors off my website i need to get those mailed out if they did um, do I have an email from, oh, someone who asked me to build them a website? So I've been consulting with a potential new client for that. Oh, wait, what's going on on social media? Wait, should I post a reel? Okay, yeah, I haven't posted a reel because I need to have lots of reels because that's what we do now. And my account on Instagram needs to be going into people's faces every day, five days a week, because then they're going to buy my watercolors. Then they're going to, they're, I'm going to grow my brand. And then, this becomes an obsession sometimes for me, a fixation. And I think there are delusional beliefs that are attached to some of these technology action steps, especially when I'm waking up in my bed, turning off the alarm, and I am then 
on social media or checking those emails, I am very clear that if I cannot be on my device checking emails, checking social media, checking Google, checking news sources, and spend two to three hours in the morning doing tactile touching things, meditation, coffee, a walk, nature, exercise, read a book, spiritual paint, shower, um, sit quietly on the couch, you know, read some poetry. And so many days I'm reaching for that phone. The thing that was interesting is when I was talking to these two friends, they both are experiencing similar things. Add games, add televisions and shows, add cooking and eating and shopping and sweets and chocolate. So there are all these similar cravings and opportunities to look for one of these items to take me, let's say, away from some of the feelings that are difficult for me to face. So let me take you back to the last few sentences of the reading. So if craving goes beyond simple desire, which is a natural part of life, okay, it often leads us to fixation, obsession, and the delusional belief that I won't be happy I can't be happy without getting what I'm craving, which is I need to go on Instagram, check and see if I have any new comments on my reel, make sure, oh, let's post another reel. It warps our intentions, here's the reading, so that we make choices that harm ourselves and others. This repetitive craving and obsessive drive to satisfy it leads to what we know as addiction. Addiction occupies the part of our mind that chooses our will and replaces compassion, kindness, generosity, honesty, and other intentions that might have been there. Many of us experience addiction as the loss of our freedom to choose. It's the addiction that seems to be making our choice for us. I'm not going to get on my phone until 9am. How many times have I broken that rule? I'm not going to watch a show until I finish my work. I'm going to turn off my devices at 7 p.m. and park my phone. So one last reading from the Recovery Dharma book. In the way we must have food, shelter, or water, our mind can tell us we must have some substance, buy or steal something, eat that, scroll that, look at that, check that, buy that, until we achieve some needed result from that action. It also says here, and this is the part that really reminded me of other immediate danger for myself, this constant craving need now into need and delusional thinking, this leads to an unsettled or agitated state of mind that tells me, Alexander, you're only going to be happy if you get certain results or feel a certain way. And I want to be someone I'm not, or I don't want to be where I am. So how often do you feel like the only way you're going to be happy is if certain results 
come to you or you feel a certain way. So I'm only going to be happy if I feel at ease and things are going well and I'm making the money I want and people aren't dying and I'm not feeling grief and loss or not wanting to be who you are. Such interesting states of mind and being connected to this topic. So I hope there's something here you can resonate with. And I just want to tell you a little bit more about after I read this, I sat down with a notebook to try and and understand, you know, what I was doing with cravings. And so I realized that for me, cravings and natural desire sometimes turns into an obsession, into delusional beliefs, to more clinging and clawing and grabbing and holding and this unsettled, agitated when I am participating let's say technology when i'm participating in this technology loops for wasted hours during a day and not following my own boundaries and suggestions for practicing my technology because there's some unsettled mm, because there are things that i don't want to be feeling and i have this story that i shouldn't that I can only be happy if I'm not feeling more grief this month with my friend Vanessa. I don't want to I don't want to be dealing with this anymore. <laughs> dealing with what? Dealing with love, a friend, an ending that was very challenging and painful. So winter's approaching. I'm trying to surrender to exactly what's here. And I'm so blown away that I often forget. And so many people around me this week, hundreds of people that I interact with, with sobriety support, meditation, mindfulness, friends, family, people, clients, colleagues. I'm fortunate to be in the conversations with a lot of people. And I keep hearing the same idea. It's very difficult to accept these difficult parts. The darkness, the cold, the bitter grief. And so it's so easy to suddenly be in this strategy of clinging and addiction and numbing out to try and not be where you are or to not be who you are or how you're currently behaving. So then I made a list. What could I be doing for myself to soothe myself instead of getting on my phone and getting distracted with purchasing and getting distracted with the news and marketing more of viral mindfulness on Instagram? Somehow if I, you know, make more money, I'm going to be happier or somehow if I'm going to help more people, like I get stuck sometimes in these weird ones, but like I'm helping people. (laughs) Oh goodness. I hope you can relate. So here's the list I made. This will be the last bit of this episode. I made a list of things I could be doing instead of getting on my phone. And when I'm feeling the grief of my friend Vanessa and my friend Charles and my auntie Heidi and my uncle Rodney, Uncle Rodney, he told us, cheer up, it only gets worse. And it's such a funny mantra. My dear Aunt Heidi was such a complicated, lovely human, (laughs) just like me. So here's the list. 
And I hope that you find some insight with this conversation. Here's what I'm going to do instead of using technology. I'm going to get out in nature. That's why I was this morning watching the sun rise and walking on the sand near the ocean. I'm going to spend time in nature. I'm going to get to some hiking when I get to New York before Christmas Day. In the cold, I'm sure. I could hire a therapist. I realized that I haven't worked with a therapist for over a decade now. I could hire someone for a period of four, eight, 12 sessions to talk about grief and just spend some time. I could connect with family and friends in person, which I did a lot of over the weekend. I also went up this last weekend to LA on Saturday and Hollywood and Echo Park and did a bunch of things and had such a fun day. I could make some new gay friends. I can make some new friends, but I really want some new gay friends that are locally here in town. And I actually went to dinner on Sunday with a new gay friend and met someone in person. It was so awesome. And I mean, she's not identifying as gay right now, maybe queer, um, but she's also figuring things out. And it was so amazing to support her. And then I could go on a date. I actually wrote that down right here on this list. I could work out. I could do uh, yoga. I could go for a walk. I could go running on the trail. I could go to the gym and do one of my new workouts. And I can just power down from devices and paint, play music, just sit and contemplate. So this is how I've made it through a difficult couple weeks that kind of snuck up on me. Um, I definitely have been eating a lot of my favorite treats like croissants and I love fresh baked bread from these two new bakeries, one in Long Beach and one in Newport Beach. Um, I have this advent calendar from Dandelion Chocolate, which gives me a special chocolate every day and they're so good. So then I'm like, well, I need more than just one. So I went to the other chocolate shop and I like got myself some more chocolates. (laughs) So don't think that there's anything amazing happening over here. I'm on the path. I'm in conversation. And I'm just here to encourage you on your next mindful step. I'll see you next time on the podcast.